On this Christmas morning, I invite you to think back on previous Christmases and consider what was your best Christmas, your best Christmas memory, the one that you continually go back to, the one most impressed in your memory for whatever reason. Maybe it's because of what you received. Maybe it's your first Christmas maybe with, uh, in your new home or with children or with friends that have been in your lives ever since or what have you. I can remember mine. And full disclosure, my siblings and I are in a little disagreement on the details, but this is the correct version. I can remember I was about eight or nine and, um, and growing up, my mother had had some health issues that took her in and out of hospitals. Um, and some of those stays were quite long, could have been quite extensive. And it was in the middle of one of these stays. Um, and, and Christmas fell in the midst of this while she was in the hospital. And so we opened presents that morning with my father. And then, of course, he told us we we're going to go visit mom in the hospital. And we did, and we went to the hospital, only to get there and to be met by her at the hospital door. And we learned, as we pulled up, that she was coming home for Christmas. And at that point, of course, nothing else mattered. It didn't matter that I had gotten everything I asked for. We were over the moon that mom was coming home for Christmas. Who cares what we do next? Mom's coming home. What made all the difference that Christmas, the reason why it continually, it's, it's still, in my memory, vivid, is because of who was going to be with us for Christmas. The Gospel of John, maybe it's not so accurate to say that it doesn't speak of the birth of Jesus, but it, if, if it does, it does it in a very different way than the other birth narratives that we see in Matthew and in Luke that we heard yesterday on Christmas Eve that we've listened to in the Advent readings. And while we have these, these, these other birth narratives that speak much more directly of, 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 of Jesus being conceived by the power of the Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary and the conditions under which he was born and all the, all the events going into that, John goes behind the scenes. John speaks of it, but in a way that tells us what's really happening in much greater detail and in mysterious, majestic detail. He tells us what's really happening in the birth and child narratives of Jesus' life, what they really mean to us, what Christmas really means to us. It opens up with the profound mysteries of the identity of who Jesus is, who this child is that's being born. And so John takes us behind the announcement of the virgin birth, behind the announcement to the shepherds from the angels, behind their, their visit to Mary and Joseph, behind the honor paid by the Magi to the child, and so we go behind the scenes, and he takes us 
to a place where we see the, the cosmic significance of it all. And it begins where it all begins, in the beginning, where all creation begins. All that has, was made starts. He opens with, in the beginning, and if your mind goes to Genesis, that's not an accident. John is taking us to the very beginning and telling us that as creation is happening, he's there. In the beginning was the Word. He is the Word. This, this, this is, this is a, a, a really, kind of, it might be kind of nebulous. What does that mean to us? Usually we refer to Scripture as the Word of God. This is Word with a capital W. This is a person. And to Jews who may have heard this, they may have, 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 have thought of the Word as, as the intention and creative power of God at work through creation, things coming into existence through His spoken Word. To the Greeks who may have heard this, which is likely the majority of John's audience, they would have thought of it as, as the wisdom through which the Creator had made everything. And John is telling us, He's there. He is the Word. He is the agent and the means of creation with God, and yet God. And so we get a glimpse into the, the, the profound mystery of the Trinity, the God, the one God who exists in three persons that we worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, showing us that just the nature of who Jesus is, at, at its most basic sense, is beyond our comprehension. It's mind-blowing. And we're, what, just barely past verse 2? And in him, he keeps going, telling us what, it, what, what he brings with him in this child born to us is the... Life and light of humanity, the, the truth and the way of God shining in the places of our lives and our world that do not have his illumination. His reality, which is one where all is being made right, it's brought into our world and it will not be overcome by anything. It will not be overcome in spite of the many ways that we ignore it, that we turn from it, in spite of the many ways that we do wrong, still he brings his light and it will not be overcome. He will have his way. He will make things the way he wants it, which is good news for all. And he brings his life and his light and through him, we know God's love. He says, to those who received him, they, 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 he gave the right to be called children of God. Those who receive him get to know God in deep and personal relationship, experiencing all that comes with it, experiencing the perfect and parental love of God as his very own children. And if we ever lose our bearings, if we ever get confused about how God sees us or views us or loves us, we can look to Jesus. When we see him, we see God. 
And we see a God that is not distant and far off, but one who came to us and gave up his very life so that we might live. To be raised from the dead. To give us the hope of eternal life with him. All of these truths are profound unto themselves and really hard to grasp. As amazing as they are, but as if all that wasn't enough, we have Christmas. And verse 14 of our passage, it tells us what's really happening on Christmas Day. All of that, the Word of God, who was with God and was God, the maker and sustainer of all things, was made flesh, was born as a baby, as one of us, to live with us. It says he made his dwelling among us. When I try to gain perspective on who God is, I look to the cosmos. I like space. Some of you may know that. And so when, they, when NASA put out photos from the James Webb Telescope, I saw, I, I was looking at them over and over again. And they put out the first, the most powerful telescope that we've put up in orbit yet. And we got to see the deepest, sharpest images of, it, of, of, of its kind. And, and they put out, the first image was, was this, this, this picture of, of just all, like, just peppered with galaxies. Each one containing billions of stars unto itself. This, this cluster in the middle, bending the light of the galaxies around it, kind of looking like they were kind of stretched out, just kind of showing some of the, the profound nature of just, just the cosmos itself. And then, in, as NASA described the image, they said, what you're seeing is, is about the, the equivalent of if you were to take a grain of sand and hold it at arm's length, and the amount of sky that that grain of sand would cover, that's what you're looking at. And that's just, that's just there. There's a lot more sky to be looked at. There's many more mysteries than just the physical universe. That doesn't even begin to, to scratch the spiritual realm that John gives us just a peek into in these words. The one who is responsible for all that made his dwelling place here, makes his dwelling place in our lives. That's who comes to be with us on Christmas. That's what's happening on Christmas Day. The maker and sustainer of all things comes to be with us. Christmas tells us that he sees us. He loves us. He came to be with us. And he saves us. Christmas ultimately speaks of, it speaks of the many blessings that Jesus brings with himself and of life with him, but ultimately it speaks to the greatest blessing of all, which is himself. 
That is what we get to celebrate on Christmas. And it's a reality worth celebrating and worshiping God for every day. Which we'll continue to do now in song, but let's first pray as we do so. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for coming to be with us as one of us. We thank you for the gift of yourself. Let us never lose the wonder of that truth. Let us live every day knowing your presence, knowing your love, and in continual gratitude that we get to do so. Be glorified in and through our lives and through us now. We ask this in your name. Amen.